welcome to Brew Jackets, a fun Blue Jackets themed podcast. My name is Kevin. Joining me tonight, we have my guy, the man of truth, Hartsey. We have my guy, Owen, my guy, Hefty Duck, my guy, Wyatt, and my guy, William. Welcome to the show, everyone. CBJ. CBJ. What the fuck is up, everybody? Um, yeah, obviously the title of this uh this whole episode is just the word why. The question, why? Why meaning this season? Why is this happening? Um and uh yeah, I don't think there's a really good answer for that. We'll talk about that here a little bit later on in the episode because we have some like really big news right now. Um and that big news being, as many people are, have already seen and know, Eric Robinson traded for a seventh-round conditional pick um, for next year's draft pick. All right, so it's a $1.6 million cap dump from the Blue Jackets. Um, is there anything else about that? Because, like, that's that, to me, that's what it seems like. I mean, Robinson was put on waivers earlier this year. Um, so, you know. Uh, I'm very curious as to what you guys think about this. It's a good salary cap dump. It gets 1.6 million off the books and the NHL is still in a flat cap era era for, for this season only. And once that season, this season goes away, we don't have to worry about that. But for now, if you, if you want to make any sort of move, you have to worry about that flat cap. And the hockey guy did a video on this where he basically broke it down in his video where, like, most of the teams in the NHL have salary cap issues because of the flat cap. It it was, like, different categories. It was, like, your team has, like, $1 million or less. Your team has, like, $5 million or less. And then the third one was, like, $10 million or less. Point being, most teams have salary cap issues because this salary cap thing. So, good dump. Get rid of that 1.6 off the books. Either use it now or you can save it for later. And I like Eric Robinson. He's been a good player for the Blue Jackets. A good third-line, fourth-line guy. A little bit of offense, but mostly defense, penalty killing. He's fast. Can give you little goals. You'd like to have him on your team, but this is just how it is. And... For them to get that $1.6 million off the books and you get a conditional seventh-round draft pick, it counts for something. It's better that they get something rather than nothing. Yeah. We could have got nothing for him when he was on waivers. Absolutely. Yeah. The problem is that something is a conditional pick, and he has <laughs> to meet conditions. Yeah. What are those again? Can you explain it? It was 45 <laughs> games, I believe, he's got to play for Buffalo. Yeah. And that that's a strong if. <laughs> Shit, he yeah. played seven games yeah, for us, man. Hell. Um I mean, so that's like I mean I was we were talking about this before. What if what if uh the Sabres just like playing forty four games and just bench him? <laughs> you know, yeah. like just for spite they do the ultimate troll. Conditional this on forty five. They did it all for a seventh round pick. <laughs> <laughs> that they actually got to Nashville, though. To Nashville, yeah. So, 
Um, the way that that worked was, um, hold on, I have it pulled up here. Okay, so Buffalo Sabres acquired a seventh round draft pick for 2025. So not next year, 2025 draft. Um, or wait, what'd that be? Anyway, for Rasmus uh, Asplund, I don't really know how to say his last name. Um, so the National Predators acquired Rasmus Asplund. And then, um, you know, the Sabres just traded us that pick for Eric Robinson now. So, uh, Yarmo making moves. What do you guys think this cap dump is for? Well, if you, that's I agree with the I agree with the that their wine. If you read, I guess you could say the tea leaves, as one might say, you can read between the lines, and that the Blue Jackets are probably trying to set something up to get a trade somewhere, whether that be now or later, sometime in the future, because since the summer, the Blue Jackets have been trying to do some trades. They did do the pre, uh, Provorov trade and the Severson trade, but they were also trying to get rid of Roslovic. He was one of those guys. And then they're trying to get rid of other defensemen. He was one of those guys. So that it didn't happen, but now they have a trade where they can get rid of Robinson. It's been in the news from Elliot Friedman and a bunch of other people saying that the Blue Jackets are trying to get a center. And... If you've been watching any of the Blue Jackets games recently and paying attention to Twitter, you know that the Oilers have been at multiple, the Oilers scouts have been at multiple Blue Jackets games looking at the Blue Jackets. And you put two and two together and go, hmm, I wonder what's going on there. Who are they looking at? Who are they trying to get out of the Blue Jackets? So that just kind of makes you wonder. So you put all these things together and it kind of, points to the direction that the Blue Jackets are most likely going to do a trade at some point, if not now, sometime in the future. And Yarmo Kekalainen has, has talked about this in the past, is that because of the flat salary cap, teams don't have a lot of money, and teams have had to make trades because of that. And he's talked about using that against other teams for the Blue Jackets' advantage. So it'll be interesting to see if something like that works out. Yeah. Um, I would as well. I mean, so obviously, yeah, I think so that um, real quick, I'll, for according to CapFriendly.com, um, the current cap space for the, the, for the Blue Jackets is $6.05 million. Um, the projected cap space is 4.256. So now imagine that, say, a you know 2.5 or 3.7 type of contract also were to be exchanged for something, you know, um, in some sort of package deal or something like that. You know, that would free up our cap space to, um, you know. Just about nine, ten million. So I don't know. I'm not, you know, not insinuating much with that. I'm just saying that there has been rumors galore throughout the NHL. There's rumors that 
McDavid's looking to get traded so he can win a cup at some point. So yes. I don't know that it's going to get traded here. Uh, you know, <laughs> yes. real. Um, there's rumors that Line A might be traded. You know, we are, we personally, me personally, I've, I put the rumor out there about Peak and Boquist. I don't, that's not a rumor, it's a speculation because they were scratched for so long. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we could see that. I mean, shit, at this point, so the Oilers are looking for, well, I, what I understand, a goalie. Um, I mean, we have one who's on a conditioning assignment right now in Cleveland. Uh, we got Jet Greaves, who just got recalled. Oh, we'll talk about that in a second, too. Um, Spencer Martin's been looking good. I think he's gained value since being picked up off of waivers. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's waverable at this point anymore. I, I mean, no. even though he's not got a lot of wins, it's not necessarily his fault. He's played great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so maybe uh, also, you know, we talked about Rosovic already, uh, who's injured, of course. Um, and uh, we haven't mentioned some other players who very well could be um, traded, uh, you know, as their value is going up and their contracts are still very small. Um, from some some of the younger guys. So yeah, I'm I'm very curious. Uh, Owen, did you have anything that you thought, like something else that you might think it might, uh, might be? <clears throat> Just trying to save the McConnell some money. <laughs> I'm not trying to save money. I'm trying to go after a certain guy. He's not a center by any means, but <laughs> he has more points than anybody on the team. Know his name? Yes, yes. Connor Bedard. No, wait. Sydney Crosby. Oliver Bjork's room. <laughs> of course. Yes, um, yes, yes. Scott Lawton. Legitimately, Jordan Hayes. Grand actually has more point than anyone on the team right now. Yeah. Anybody on the team right now? It's at the it's very funny. Moment. Yeah, it's oh, and oh. I don't think he's number one on his team, or maybe I'm wrong. He was, and oh. then uh, Vince Dunn passed him. Okay. You mean well, that said the N word, Vince Dunn. Did he? Probably. It's he was rapping on. <laughs> I think he was. He was rapping on the live stream. Uh, on that. On that racist cuck. <laughs> He's Will Smith. <laughs> Different. But Will we Smith. could very well uh, see a package if we're. If I'm being real instead of ship posting for a minute, we could see a package where Bokvist, um Martin and possibly even Line A all together go out to another team for that center and for that other goalie. Yeah. Or for just someone or, who's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Center, but Connor McDavid. No. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna throw that rumor under the bus, uh, William. Uh, but but already you know. Mm-hmm. You, we also, for as long as the Blue Jackets have Yarmo Kekalina as their GM, we we just we just or don't know. But I mean this, but I mean this in a good way. Is that you look at his history of trades? Ninety nine percent of the time, they're good trades and they work out for the Blue Jackets. And not only are they good trades, they're trades that you're not expecting to happen. For example, I don't think anyone is. Oh my. Ghost. Anyway, there it is. Anyway, 
Ghost. Hello. We have uh, another. Oh, wait, it's my mic. It's my mic. Yes, joining us right Ghost. now. His name is Goose or at Poutine Goose on Twitter.com. I don't think you have to put on Twitter.com. I think we know where the ads for. Um, but, uh, all right. But anyways, as as I was saying, as I was saying before, generally speaking, trades that Yarmo does are good for the Blue Jackets and their trades that you're not thinking that the Blue Jackets are going to do, but they do anyways. Examples. Getting Sod, then using Sod to get Panarin, getting Duchesne, getting Line, getting Proveroff or Severson, you know, stuff, stuff like that. So, like, I know we're to a certain degree we're joking and we're memeing ah Connor McDavid, ha ha ha, and everything, and you know, fine, whatever. But we have Yarmo Kekalainen as the GM, and that's not necessarily out of the question because the type of moves that Yarmo does when he tr- when you know when he trades. Yeah. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say because there's probably there could be knowing Yarmo's history. There's pr- probably some trade out there that we're not thinking about, and then one day, boom, he pulls it out out of nowhere, and we're like, oh shit, he got that guy. What a good trade or something. The yeah. problem is for every line eight trade he makes, there's a Bjorkstrand trade right before. That wasn't yeah. necessarily the worst thing he could have done. I mean, I don't think that that was not a knee jerk reaction. That was something that a room full of people decided or helped advise on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, are there maybe some regrets? I would hope so. I mean, Bjorkstrand's fucking doing amazing. Right, this year. Yeah, I, I regret um, it. They should have listened to me on Twitter. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. should have definitely. They, as they were scrolling through, then they saw this purple haired dude named Bjorkspert. They should have been like, dude, this guy's right. I know. But it, yeah, or, no, but see, you know, all all, all kidding aside, all kidding aside here, there were all all the reports were going around at that time. If they if they wanted to get rid of like Nyquist or Voracek or any other players, people said just get rid of them. It would have been at least yep. a first round draft pick and a prospect. And can well, you and can you imagine? If we had done that move and then the Blue Jackets are just coming off the season that they just had, and then we don't have that first-round draft pick to draft Adam Fantilli, and then you wouldn't have heard the end of it. Oh, my God. We gave up a first-round draft pick. We could have used Adam Fantilli, but, you know, we don't have it anymore. So it's like, honestly, we weren't get, Blue Jackets weren't going to win, you know, any other way. Also, at that point in time, it now it doesn't look the greatest, but at that point in time, the Blue Jackets needed money to pay for Line A and Johnny Gaudreau. And unfortunately, Oliver Bjorkstrand was the one that had to go to save money for those two guys. Now, those guys right now aren't necessarily playing the greatest. They've had some good moments, mostly bad. It's easy to say that now, but there is a reason why they what they did back then yeah. it's not it's not just because yeah, well, we'll talk about them here a little bit later too when we start to get into the question why on this season too because well, you bring up a good point they are having some rough times this season um so real quick we were just talking about trading and all that but there's been some other transactions meaning call-ups and send downs or not really sent down so adam boquist He's out um, four weeks with a shoulder strain. Elvis Merzlikens is ill. Uh, Cole Sillinger 
is also going on the IR. Uh, those three people have been placed on the IR. So they're not just like a healthy scratch or out for the night or whatever. They're on the IR, which has a minimum number of days you have to sit out. I think it's seven. I might be wrong. Um, so we're not going to have Merzlikens for a while. Uh, Sillinger, I think he had... Uh, you know, what was wrong with him? Uh, upper body. Just upper body injury is what they say. Uh, who knows? You know, I'd be curious if some of these guys they're they're holding out to either keep or get healthy. Um, might uh, you know, pop up here in some trades here. Uh, you know, this is just an opinion. So some other people who are out. Oh yeah, so that means those three are on IR. That means Nick Blankenberg is coming up. That's a hell yeah from me. Love to see it. Hopefully he does uh, as well as others when they were called up. And uh, that also means that uh, Emil Bemstrom is popping up, which according to Brian Hedger, at Brian Hedger, H-E-D-G-E-R, on Twitter, according to him, uh, a post he made, Emil Bemstrom may be looking for a change of scenery as well. He's tired of being a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Let's go. Uh, Goodbye, you bum. Dummy. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe I'm all to hate him as well. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. Ben (laughs) Trump has a. uh, Let me check this really quick. Where is it? Ben has a $9,000 cap hit. And he's an RFA after this year. So if we could get literally Damn. anything for him, I mean, I'd be happy with that. It's whatever. And then um, we also have to bring up the goalkeeper, Jet Greaves. All of these are from the Cleveland Monsters. Uh, you know, we bring up Jet because now we're going to have um, Martin as number one. Because Daniel Tarasov is on a conditioning assignment to the Cleveland Monsters, meaning... He gets to play three games down there without having to go on waivers. And then we get him back after the conditioning assignment's done. So, once again, another healthy goalie. And we have quite a few here. Uh, you know, We'll see if they come into, into play with these trades. Um, so, there's those. Uh, also, the other night... Oh, so, Ro- Roslovic is still out. Uh, Severson is still out. Let's see, Severson, we didn't talk about that last week. I kind of forgot. I think he's out with an oblique. Yeah, yeah. he's out with an oblique injury. Rozovic has a broken ankle. Um, and then uh, we have Line is sick as well. So, you know, we've, we've, been bubble sit out. we've been seeing people sit out for being ill recently. There could be something going around. Um, you know, it's, it's, it is the season. It's flu season. You know, so um, could just be, you know, a little bit of sinfuls here and there is what I'm hoping. Uh, also, uh, I guess I've missed this one. Eric Branson was also ill very recently. Um, he sat out for Tuesday's game. Um, he He's currently listed uh, as injured right now still. So a lot of transactions going on. Um, a lot of <laughs> a lot of ridiculous shit, too. Um, I just want to give the scores real quick. And then we can talk about maybe some of our favorite moments and like our worst, the worst moments uh, from these games as well. Um, so let's go back to last week. We all on the last podcast day we had on November 29th. That evening after the podcast was the Canadiens versus the Blue Jackets. We ended up losing that one four to two. 
Last goal um, being an empty net goal for the Canadians. So until the, then, it was three two. Um, did we lose that one from behind? Or uh, no, no. It, we we were winning two. We were winning two one, and then they tied it two two. Oh yeah. And then they eventually right. went on to win that four two. And again, it's the story of many games this season with the Blue Jackets. Is that ninety nine percent of the time when they lose, it's because they they didn't play a bad game. They don't get blown out. It's just because yeah. one or two bad mistakes, and that's unfortunately why they lose. And that yeah. was the story of the game against. Uh, that was the story against uh, Mon- Montreal, unfortunately. But yeah, the following game, that in the why yet too. But the following game, they you know it didn't against Ottawa. It didn't start off very good. You go down two nothing pretty quick there. Very and, quick. That was in the first like three minutes. I almost turned the game off. I yeah. was so fucking pissed, dude. I. Um, you know, of course, that we welcome back uh, Jonas Corposalo for that game. Yeah. And unfortunately, the Jackets had to score on him to win. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. And so they, you know, they fall that, down. Man. Yeah. They they fall down 2 nothing pretty quick there. They give a lot of penalties and just a lot of garbage. Not very good. But credit to the Blue Jackets because after that point, they went on to score four straight goals and win that game 4 2. And minus the first you know, a little early part of the first period. There was a pretty, you know, pretty good game there. Um, Dmitry Voronkov is just continuing his absolute outstanding play. He's been fun to watch. He Domination. got a goal in that game. Domination. You're right, Hefty Duck. Uh, Adam Fantilli with a absolutely beautiful one-handed kind of like goal, like a tipper. He kind of reached his hand out with the yeah. stick with one-handed. Puck bounces off the stick and goes in. Beautiful goal. Elvis Merzlikens with an awesome game. Uh, Dmitry Voronkov probably would have fucked up Brady Brady Kachuk if that would have happened. If, you know, if if that could have, you know, if that would have happened, Brady, Dmitry Voronkov would have fucked his ass up. Just right, Brady, Brady did not look like he wanted that smoke. No, nah, he like, didn't. He, he, you know, so we saw Voronkov actually push him kind of into his own bench. Like, he pushed Brady into his own bench. And then Brady, it like, kind of, like, skates at him a little bit. But, like, he's not trying to. Uh, no. He's not trying to go. I'm he sorry. He, he, you're right. He does this. No, you're. I'm sorry. You're not fucking with the dude that's 6'5", 240. It's not happening. And if you do do that, uh, best of luck. Doo-doo. Yeah. Doo-doo. If you do do that, best of luck to you. You're kind of fucking stupid, but oh well, best of luck to you if you do that. But 99% of the people are not going to, you know, fuck with the dude that's 6'5, 240. It's just not happening. You're just not going to do that. So overall, um, that was a good game. And uh, Elvis Merzlikens, he is the latest one to get the Kepi because that's who Dmitry Voronkov gave the Kepi to was Elvis Merzlikens. And then, uh, well deserved too, my ad. Yep, um, yep. And and we'll talk about this yet too here a little bit later too. He's been doing very, very well. And then um, uh, even, even the next two games. And then of course, really the story of the next game against uh, the Bruins is that you know that was a good competitive game between both teams. It was zero zero. Both teams had chances. Both teams playing good defense. Towards the end of the second period, Blue Jackets get a goal from Boone Jenner, and it was just a great play. Something I would like to see more is where just the Blue Jackets get pucks on that. Three shots, one, two, three. Baroon stopped the you know goalie for the Baroon, stops three of them, but he couldn't get the fourth one. And Boone Jenner puts it home. 
And it's like, okay, things are looking good here. Blue Jackets are playing a pretty good game. They get one, they they get the goal. They're winning one nothing. Uh, kind of went down the toilet after that because the Bruins scored three goals uh, in the third oh my, one in the person in, in the third period. Um, and just my not the same person, I mean, yeah. And um, all the penalties called in the third period, both on the Bruins and the Blue Jackets, were just kind of shit, in my opinion. They're so uh, soft, soft like you're cut uh, tripping on Gaudreau when he doesn't even see Marshan. And then, you know, Dimitri Voronkov, I love you. You're a good player. But sometimes because you're 6'5", 240, you're, you're kind of socially awkward, just kind of how you skate and everything. And, you know, you bump into dudes because you're 6'5", 240. Not on purpose, but that's just how it was. Bumps into a dude. They call it tripping. It wasn't whatever. But then Adam Boquist, the, he gets tripped. And the Blue Jackets get a power play on that. And it was just a similar thing where he just kind of gets bumped into and they call that a trip. And I'm like, well, that's you make that's up call. Not, it's like that's not really a trip either. I, I mean, at least you're consistent on it. But all three of those calls that they weren't really trips. It's, that was more of a you just bump into a dude. Sorry, just move on with the game. So there's that, that, you know, so two good periods minus one kind of blah third period, still a good effort. Spencer Martin played good, but, you know, kind of, eh. And yeah, then, I really uh, got to shout out Spencer Martin in that game. He looked like he was going to steal it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with the there, Wine. And he I don't was, necessarily, the game, the loss is not on him. Either. No, no. Yeah, I mean, it's not on him. No, it's not. Then, uh, unfortunately, yesterday happened where the Blue Jackets looked pretty damn good for the first two periods, get three goals, um, pretty good, get a power play goal from uh, Krill Marchenko, great shot by Marchenko. The last 32, let's go. So, Marchenko, Johnny Gaudreau with an awesome goal, Matthew Olivier with an awesome goal, and just... They were just first two periods. They were playing awesome on how I want to see for future Blue Jackets games where they were just getting the puck on net. There was no fucking around, no passing, waiting for the perfect play, just getting it on net. And that's how they scored their goals, but just basically getting shots on goal, get the Kings moving. And you may even have not gotten it on the first try, but you got it on the second or the, or the third try. So that was good. And then in the third period slash overtime, he had to say something. What? <clears throat> Hartsey had to say something before the third period. What there, that's what happened. Okay. We're all on Discord, and Hartsey, tell him, tell him what you said. I forgot. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> no, dude. Then just remember. Bro. Come on, you said you said what if the jackets blow it. Oh, I said, oh, no, I that's now I remember. He said it. He said it before the third period even started. But but oh. this is the most famous battle for the Blue Jackets this is whole season. It's the Jackets versus the third period. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a little while too. Because yeah, but then uh, but then unfortunately the third period in the overtime, yeah, the Blue Jackets decided that you know they didn't want to play hockey anymore and they just kind of pissed that game away which is very sad and very disappointing, very unfortunate, and uh, very uh, fucking unacceptable. You cannot play like that and expect to win. Um, you, you know, they kind of got away with it there when they beat the Devils. They played two good periods and an okay third period, 
but you know, Elvis Merzlikens and other people got them to win. They they hung in there. Credit to them for that. But you just can't play like that. It it just you know, John, it was just mostly shit in the third period. Johnny Gaudreau did have that chance with like less than a minute to go that could have won the game, didn't. And then in overtime, it was just shit. It was like you didn't lose, you lost the face off, and you, you know, couldn't get the puck out of your own end. And eventually they score, and it's like, okay, well, that fucking sucks. That was shit. Why does just piss away the game like that? And I'm not saying that the Blue Jackets are going to make the playoffs. But in some hypothetical scenario, if they do do that, if they're fighting for a playoff spot, I sincerely hope that the game against the Kings isn't one of those games where if they miss it, they look back and like, damn, if we would have won that game or some other game, that could have been the game that they could have won and gotten in. Because a similar thing just happened with the Reds. They were fighting for a playoff spot all season long. They had a 12-game winning streak. And then towards the end of the season, they unfortunately just started losing games. And that's the big reason why they, they got knocked out. Because if they would have won one or two of those games, they would have gotten in. And that's my concern with the Blue Jackets in some hypothetical scenario. If they're fighting for a playoff spot towards the end of the season, and if they don't get in, I, I want it to be because, well, at least you tried and other teams are better. Not because... Well, you could have gotten in, but you didn't because there was one or two games during the season that you lost and you should have won, but you didn't. Anyways. Anyway. If we would have if we would win have won every game that we've been ahead led in and lost in the third period by now, we'd yeah. be like number two in the or number one in the, the division. Yeah. It's so. actually ridiculous. And the the just Getting that close. I gotta do the ad read too. So, yeah. Uh, what's up? CBJ equals seasonal depression. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, just for uh, you know, uh, your your name's not too wrong. Uh, how you doing? Uh, we're doing, you know, yeah. we're doing a podcast. That's what we're doing right now. We're having fun. right. Um, are we? But, this is a podcast. What the hell? Uh, uh, yeah, it's actually a live stream broadcast. Yes, and it is. because what? we're a broadcast, we do have you know a network who has sponsors that we do have to talk about. So I'm gonna do this little intro video as usual for our audio listeners. It's just a funny noise to you, but we'll talk on the other side of this. All right, this one is short and sweet. Uh, bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the odds for tomorrow. Um, I can find what window I have it open in. Holy cow. Uh, NHL betting odds on DraftKings. Uh, Sportsbook.draftkings.com. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to avoid the games tonight because none of the teams that I care about are playing tonight um, or anyone here. Uh, tomorrow's Sabres and Bruins game. I'll oh, we'll do the Bruins for Wyan over here. Um, yeah. The puck line's a plus 1.5 uh, for the Sabres and a minus 1.5. I wonder if we're going to see Eric Robinson there tomorrow. Uh, the money line uh, is a plus 220 for the Sabres and a minus 270 for the Bruins. So uh, I don't know that we have to say good luck to the Bruins, but uh, they have lost to one of their few losses this year has been to the Blue Jackets, so you never know. Anything can happen. Um, 
Sorry about that dig there, Wyan. Um, but we're one and one for the season right now. That means the historical record between the Bruins and Blue Jackets is tied 15 15 0 and 10. So now the Blue Jackets play tomorrow. Uh, they play at 7 30. So that's kind of annoying because I like their games at seven because I have to work and I need to go to bed after the games. Uh, but they are a plus 1.5 on the puck line and Islanders are minus 1.5. Uh, on, on the money line, Jackets are plus 170, Islanders are minus two, 205. So, I really think that, yeah, while the Islanders might be favored to play this, if they now, as this is coming from someone who has Ilya Sorokin on his fantasy hockey team, he's not been doing good. He has not been doing good this year, and I think this is actually on my ESPN fantasy league with the, with the hockey podcast network people, um, and just absolutely doing. Hot, hot, sweet garbage. Um, so then we got the Flyers here for Hearts. We'll talk about them too real quick. They're a plus 1.5 in the puck line, and the Coyotes are a minus 1.5. And tomorrow they also on the money line are a minus 102, and the Coyotes are a minus 118. Interesting. That's some odd odds right there. Uh, and the Coyotes have been, like, winning somehow. The, the Yotes have been doing well. Yeah. They've been uh, they they've taken down what was it five the last five Stanley Cup winning yeah. teams yep. in the yep. last five games so yep. that's yeah, insane. Uh, <laughs> good luck to the world is ending. The world is ending. Yeah. It's all their fault. I mean, uh, yeah. Whatever the odds say. Anyway, uh, download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get one hundred and fifty bucks instantly in bonus bets just for betting five dollars on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Yes. So uh, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 800-GAMBLER uh, or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for, for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus ages uh, varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire with 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Speaking of odds, we had some crazy odds happen. We're going to take it just a step away from hockey. Just for a second, I'm going to talk about Ohio sports. Damn right. The craziest odds to ever have happened. So you can, I think you might have been about to tell us here a little bit ago. So, Kev, you can explain yeah. this to us a bit. All right. So. Okay, yesterday baseball had their draft lottery. And so, of course, both the Reds and Guardians didn't make the playoffs. So they're one of the teams that were entered in the lottery. But Reds and Guardians, they had decent seasons. So, like, they kind of had like the lowest odds for like a good pick, less than 1%, basically. And what happened was they do the lottery and the Guardians get the number one pick and the Reds get the number two pick. So that's pretty damn cool considering that, you know, they weren't necessarily like that bad this season and right. they had less than 1% odds to get a good pick. 
and that happens. So the Guardians and the Reds are going to have good draft picks for next year's draft one and two. And, you know, you look at it like, you know, they're both the Reds and Guardians have, you know, some pretty good futures already and good prospects as it is. They're building themselves yeah. up. So you add those picks in already and it's just going to make it even better. I'm excited. <laughs> the Guardians are, are are historically a pretty cheap team. So getting someone young that is an amazing talent that we can kind of pay cheaper is, is so great for us because ownership. Uh, uh, CBJ equals C professional says it's going good. Thanks for asking. And go guards. Yeah, yeah. go guards. Go Reds. Uh, it's, a, right. it's a win for Ohio go sports go. this year. Yeah. The yeah. last first pick in Ohio sport got was, I believe, the Cavaliers. Yeah, I might be wrong on that, yeah. but feel free to. Um, and of course, we got got to give a got to give a shout out uh, to the crew as they're playing for the uh, championship this upcoming Saturday against LAFC. So, best of luck to you, crew. Uh, you're fighting for championship number three, and uh, ho- hope you get it. It's going to be in Columbus, so that's going to be fun this upcoming Saturday. The crew are fighting for the, a champ, the MLS Cup championship. So, Hell best yeah. of luck to you, crew. Um, that's uh, Browns. Browns unfortunately lost on Sunday, uh, but the Bengals had a big, big win on Monday Night Football. Yeah. So, so that's pretty good. And uh, as a Browns oh, fan, I just want to say that the behavior of the injured quarterbacks off the field or while they're watching the game is very, very apparent to me as a Browns observer. Uh, um, and real quick, before we move on to the next one, uh, we'll go back to the crew game real quick. Score prediction for the crew game. I'm going to go uh, four to two crew. Three, two crew. Three, one. I'm going to say this right here. Joe Flacco is already a Browns legend. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. Oh, wait, right. man, of Joe Flacco. Oh my god. Yeah. So oh, continue your, your, about the Browns hefty that continue. Oh, just so yeah, like I said, as a fan, I mean, I I, I see different news outlets, um, you know, reporting on you know how Joe Burrow is spending his time injured and how Deshaun Watson is spending his time injured, and I would uh, not hesitate to tell you that I'm much more pleased with how burrow is doing so, yeah yeah is what it is it is what it is um ohio state yeah so ohio state's gonna be in the cotton bowl so that's fun oh, yeah. can, they'll be playing they, on missouri, they'll be playing missouri so that you know you got that um you know so bet on the blue, bet response not gambling advice but you could uh bet on blue jackets bengals uh Cavaliers, Browns, and uh, the crew, you know, Ohio State, and so much more. Parlay yeah. that shit up. Do it. Do it. Multi sport parlay. Can you do that? You yeah, can. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. They I mean the odds aren't always in our favor. So, speaking of which, the odds of this season. Um, We've gone way down. So now we're going to get into the title of the episode. So we talked about the last few games. We talked about who's injured, um, who's getting brought up and sent down, and this and that. And um, oh, real quick, I forgot to mention something. Congratulations to Andrew. Congratulations to Andrew Peak, who reached 200 games in the NHL. 
Um, but that's another person who yeah. has not been seeing much time this year. He would have got that a lot sooner in the year had they played him. So why is this season going the way it is? Why is this repeatedly happening to the Blue Jackets? Why are we in our third year of this? Um, why are we not playoff contenders? Why do certain why do some people have their jobs still? Just why? Like really? Um, I just don't fully uh, understand. Uh, CBJ because season seasonal depression says he keeps getting flashbacks of last year with the injuries. It's not quite to that point yet, and I think we're going to start seeing since we're in a losing season and we are already pretty much out of the any sort of playoff race uh, unless we go on the most amazing win streak since the 19 win one. Um, 16. We're pretty 16. All right. Well, we need we the 19. 10 what? wins. Same um, yeah, so we can get a horrible draft pick next year. Um, I think the, the mo- most minor injuries, I, I'm predicting that they're going to take care of those as much as possible this season because what's the point? It's furthering injuring yourself. Um, so, you know, yeah, I'm just I, I'm curious as to what your guys' take on this season is. Why does this happen repeatedly? I think the problem right now is definitely coaching. I mean, could be. just think about it. I mean, because if you think about it, like you have a lot of good young pieces. You got <laughs> good vets. You have you just got some good pieces on the blue line, and your goalies are playing better, but you're still you still don't have a winning record. So it's like, why aren't they? Why aren't guys playing up to their full potential? Why is Johnny Gaudreau playing at a half point per game pace? Like, I think it's. I think it has to be coaching. I mean, Vincent was kind of forced into the head coach role. Like, I don't think he was. He might not have been fully prepared to be a head coach. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right. I think well, no, and we already had someone different. You're not wrong. I mean, there was a reason that he wasn't originally chosen for the role. So, yeah. what was that? Well, Yarno wanted someone established. He found someone established, and that guy decided to do some fuckery. So, <laughs> he already kind of did that before the season started. Yeah. Well, but the point, but point, but the point being is that I can't be. I've said this on the show before, but I can't be too upset at the Blue Jackets trying to get someone like Mike Babcock. Because when you look at why, or one of the reasons why they fired Brad Larson, because the Blue Jackets felt like that there was a certain culture, a certain standard that kind of slipped on how you play, how Brad Larson was kind of more loosey goosey and yeah, whatever, who cares, you know, do your thing. We'll, we'll figure a way out of it, sort of thing. And to a certain degree, that is okay. There is some truth to that. But like it, but when he says that for like the fifth or sixth time, it's like, okay, well, you kind of have to find something new here to try and figure something else out. And yeah. so when you go to someone like Mike Babcock, he he's questionable history. He has his shenanigans. He's not perfect. But the one thing that there's things that he has going for him is that he has a good coach. He's a proven winner. He doesn't put up with people's bullshit and he's been able to develop some talent. And that is what the Blue Jackets need. They need someone that's not going to put up with people's bullshit. They need someone that's a, that can show that's proven that he can win and develop some talent. And that was, you know, Mike Babcock. 
Fortunately, it didn't work out. Well, you know, I said what? Well, yeah, I, you're right. Was. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he decided to do some uh, dumbass phone shenanigans thing. You know, cringe. But so that kind of put the Blue Jackets, you know, unfortunately, in a bad spot. I can't. Now there's a bald putz acting like him, benching I, guys. I, that. I can't necessarily can put all of this on Pascal Vincent. He was kind of put into a tough situation. And to a certain degree, he is getting them to play better. They are getting some wins it's not to the expected level that we want but there is something there they're playing better defensively they're not getting blown out they're not letting they're not giving up like three four five goals a night like they were last season it you know so there is something there and when he says oh i'm kind of paraphrasing it but when pascal vincent says that the effort is there it's 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 there He's not just talking out of his ass. He's right. There is something there. To a certain degree, the Blue Jackets have proved it, but not to the level of what we want. So maybe we get there, but I can't necessarily put this all on Pascal Vincent. And if if anything, my opinion, probably where this goes, is the Blue Jackets finish this season out. However it goes, playoffs or no playoffs, whatever and they finish out the season and they say thanks for everything our yarma we appreciate you but we'll just we're going to go somewhere else and we're going to try something different and that's just just going to how it's just going to have to go and they'll figure something else out because there's positive work that's been done and positive work that's they're slowly building themselves up they've laid some groundwork it's just about being more consistent and putting it together and I think they can do it because it's there. They just got to figure it out. Dude, it's there by a goal. Every single time that they've been ahead. I said it earlier. I, I forget what the exact statistic was. But it was like it was like at least six games um, that we've been behind and ended up the other team coming back and, and winning the game. Yeah. And that it's like I saw someone post this on, on Twitter as well too. They said... Um, the Jackets name a more iconic uh, feud or uh, battle, and it's the Jackets versus the, the third period. You know, we, when you say we're close, and when Pascal Vincent says we're close, we're actually really close. But you have to play the whole game, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's where that's where I'm not sure exactly what's happening because, like, I feel like Jackets like turtled last night. And yep. like let that happen. They just they lost their fight. Now I'm hoping maybe there's a certain like very small I don't want to say small. Sorry. So a certain uh, player that's being called up right now, Nick Blankenberg, might bring some of that fighting spirit with him. You yes. know, that's the one thing he has. I mean, he's yep. he all he is very skilled or he wouldn't be called up to the NHL. He's a very talented player. He's also a little bit smaller in stature. Um, but the one thing that he plays with a hundred percent of the time in the game is is heart and heart doesn't win games heart doesn't win championships skill does um but i think it's a very important part of a of a team that that does win champions that ships that does win games um yeah that traded some heart to the sabers yeah well you know robinson 
He's got one goal in seven games. You know, it's whatever. Um, and, and in terms of that t- that tuddling thing, the Blue Jackets have to find the perfect balance of that because the, there's two ends of that spectrum. There is the being too conservative and not attacking and just letting them come at you. And sometimes that can work and sometimes it doesn't. There's the opposite end of that spectrum where I've seen teams, they're winning, they're playing a good game, they have the lead, and they're just being way too aggressive on defense and they're making stupid mistakes and leaving themselves wide open for teams to score on them. And then those teams score and sometimes they lose that game because they were just too stupid on defense, being too aggressive. You they know, lost a so, mental battle. Right. Yeah. So it's like you have to find that perfect balance between being not con- too con- not being too conservative and not being too aggressive because it goes both ways. You know, the Blue Jackets when they beat the Lightning, what started that trend in the series was the Lightning in game 1 were pl- were winning 3 nothing. They were playing a really good game. Everything was going their way. But what changed? The Lightning Play, made, they're in their offensive zone, and they made a really stupid turnover. The, you, could, you could see what they're trying to do. They have the puck way over here, and they're trying to pass it across the center of the ice to the other side of the ice. What the smarter thing would have been to do is pass it up the boards and pass it across, up, up, pass it across the point. But the Lightning don't do that. They try the more fancy play where they try to pass it to the middle of the ice and what happens it gets picked off it gets picked off and Nick Foligno goes on a breakaway and scores and that was looking back on it now that was the play that really started the Blue Jackets trajectory to eventually winning that series and even the the coach for the Tampa Bay Lightning John Cooper said he mentioned that when being interviewed the following season that that was a moment to where that they were being too aggressive and that's what costs them. So there is a, so there is a fine balance between being too conservative and defending too much. And there's a fine balance on the other side of being way too aggressive and too stupid on defense that costs your team. They just have to be, be find that middle. There've been moments where the blue jackets tuddle too much and there's there's moments where the Blue Jackets they've done done it just perfectly, where they've done it just right. Find that middle and do it more consistently, basically. Whole, whole game. And they're yeah. they're not even doing it um, on purpose. It just kind of happens, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, and um, what do you think? Why? 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 Well, that's something I want to ask them. As someone who's been a fan of this team since he's been born, why? Well, I think it comes down to all of what we've said in a combination with the fact that where the Nationwide Arena sat. It sat where a prison and a burial <laughs> ground sat. So I'm not saying it's bad luck, but I mean, I'm 24 years old and I have yet to see a team make it past the first or past the second round, I'm thinking there's some really weird stuff going on. But it's we a, have to figure. Sports in a nutshell. It is a whole all of, I mean, Ohio is named after a whole like Native American 
they refer to the river as or whatever. And so the entire state's built on a burial ground. So maybe you have a point. Cursed. This entire state is cursed. Yeah. yeah. But Yar but Yarmo does need to go after the end of the season. Uh, regardless of where Yeah, that bald is. terrorist needs to hit the fucking that's, that's a his thing that I has, his time has passed. He's yeah. made some good trades. He made the, the worst trade in franchise history, in my opinion, but that's because it was my favorite <laughs> packet. <laughs> and but see that that still hurts. That's my thing that I have a credit as a criticism of some of these people. They're like, her der der derp 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 fire yarmo, fire yarmo. And then you're like, okay, then what? And they can't get then you an fire answer. John Davidson and this like Vincent. clean house. The no, thing that's is- not that's not that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is some of these people are like her derp 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 fire yarmo, and then it's like, okay. Who are you going to replace them with? And most of those people, they can't answer that question. And it's like, I understand Yarmo's not the greatest. He's done some bad, some good. But if you fire him, you better have someone in place to take his spot. Because the one thing you do not want, and I've seen this with other teams, is where they have a GM and his time comes, he goes, they get someone else in there. And then that guy comes in and says, yeah, I know you've had a lot of good stuff here. You built a lot of progress. You have a good young up-and-coming team and good prospects and all this other stuff. But I don't Tear like it. Tear it all down. Yes. I, but, I don't like, but I don't like it. And he gets rid of everything. And then you start over again. And that's the thing you have to be careful with. Is that if you get rid of Yarmo, you better hope that you have someone in there that's going to keep this thing going in the right direction and not just get rid of it just because he doesn't I mean, like it. Who's the assistant? Just it, it, They can uh, be the interim Rick for now. Rick Nash is GM. Honestly, yeah. I mean, he's the player. Oh, uh, yeah. I get what you're no. saying, but also, I mean, a decade with one single playoff round win. Two. Yeah, I'm sorry. They made it. They made it to the second round of the playoffs. The play-in was one thing, but that was still the play-in, not the first round of playoffs. That they so, had, they had, they have two wins, two playoff series two wins, two series wins, but we've yet to make it past the second round. Fair and, enough. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's all I have to say. Decade, that is unacceptable years. for any team. I, I listen. Um, I agree. Talk about the Thrashers never made it out of so, the Personally, that's why they don't exist anymore. Personally. I do believe that Yarmo does indeed get good players. I think it's the personnel who also are the issue at times, too. I don't think John Tortorella was ever an issue. I mean, he's, look at what he's doing with the Flyers for this year. I mean, no one expected yeah, yeah, that. I know that guy. You know? Um, mm. And, you know, it just is what it is. It's just it's time. Um, yeah, everyone at this point, just any change would at least appease the fans a bit. I think... The fans are finally really starting. I mean, the, the vibe I'm getting off of social media from fans is not good. It's, I mean, last year was one thing. The year before that was one thing. Now we're from the third year. And uh, Anyway, so, yeah, we are a little bit low on time right now. So, really quick, uh, I want to just talk about a little bit of world hockey news because we we do know a couple of players who have been invited to the their their country's world's uh uh 
game, the double IHF worlds. So real quick before we talk about them, I do want to mention that so the double IHF, who is going to be hosting this uh, you know tournament, they have mandated neck guards at all levels from senior, which is anyone over 18 or 20, uh, all the way down to the under 20 and under uh, 18 uh, leagues. And I think they may have mandated it for juniors previously. So that's cool. I like to see it. I'm cool with it. I don't think it's a big deal to to, to protect, you know, no. your freaking neck. Um, so we have we saw uh who was it from so Luca Del Bel Boulez was um invited to the Canadian mm-hmm. uh Team Canada. And we uh, got there's a couple people here. So from Canada, the Blue Jackets have Blue Jackets prospects, uh, Jordan Dumay, Denton Matejchuk, and Luca Del Beluz invited for Team Canada World Junior. So that World Junior team. So that's good. Uh, shout out to Blue Jackets prospect Gavin Brinley. He's been invited to play for US the tryout for uh, Team USA's World Junior hockey team as well as Blue Jackets prospect William Whitelaw, who plays at Wisconsin. He's been invited to try out for USA's hockey team for the World Juniors. So best of luck to you, all of them, and hope you do well at the tryout and uh, make the team because that is an awesome experience to to represent your country and play in a world-class hockey tournament that is not only – you get good experiences, but that's also good for your development, and that can help your help the Blue Jackets sometime down the road in the future. Yeah, please get us out of the second round. Why um, uh, and talk to us oh, about uh, oh, Ohio State legend Mason Lorai. Yeah, um, he should he should be on the NHL roster over Matt Schitzlick. That is so true. That, that is so uh, true. So speaking of Gavin Brindley, as uh, Kev said, so I have a video here that he sent me prior to the uh, um, tonight's episode that I want to share my screen real quick. He had a pretty sick assist, I believe, on a goal here. Oh, this is Michigan versus four. Notre Dame. Yep. Okay. So to set this up here, so as you can see, Michigan is playing Notre Dame in hockey. It's tied up at one. And Gavin Brindley, as you can see on the screen, he's number four. And watch number four. He's gonna. Is it's a beautiful passing play for to set up a goal for Michigan. And Gavin Brindley, number four, is gonna help set up an awesome goal. So you can play it now. I'm gonna have audio very, very quiet to start. If yeah. At all. No. I don't know all these players because I don't really pay attention to much college hockey, but so now we have uh, we have th- three Wolverines making their way down. The ice and Notre Dame turns it over to the first Wolverine. He passes to the middle, fakes the shot, passes to Brindley. Brindley passes across and gets it right behind the uh, goalie on the far uh, post. One more time. Yeah, we'll play it one more time. 
Sorry if y'all hear my dog barking in the background. But there it is. Ooh, another dame with those ugly shiny helmets. Ugh. Damn, easy. That poor goalie. Uh, <laughs> he was. He just looked like. He just looked. Like he gave up. Like after I, he like saw go past him, and he's like, well, "I'm already falling down. I can't even go back and get that." <laughs> yeah, so, uh, that's hilarious. So yeah, that's, big things. Hoping for big things for that dude here in the future, yeah. for sure. Yes, beautiful play by Gavin Brindley. Uh, this is also, I have a video of Gavin Brindley that I'm going to show. It's from one of his more recent games where he's just taping the stick, and I thought that was fun, so I'm going to show it. So here it is. Bro, that was way too loud. I was trying to tell you. Yeah. Wow. That was super loud. Sorry, I didn't even see it because I was busy taking my headphones off. Sorry to our audio listeners. He was he was taping on the ice. So here, hang on a sec here. I can. We're gonna do that again, and I I can. I think we can fix it. We are kind of low on time right now. Okay. All right. Let's try. Damn. We're gonna try it one more time. We're gonna try it one more time. So here it is again. It's Gavin Brindley taping this stick. Is that pop so, smoke? Meet the screen audio once again. I just didn't pay attention because it was just too loud. Too loud dude. Yeah. But, anyways, but point being, Gavin Brindley's his stick. Uh, here's William White, Blue Jackets prospect William Whitelaw with an awesome suit. Six seconds. There you go. There it is. Look at that little swag. Great suit. Little style. All right. There Drip. you go. Drip. Drip. Anyways, Drip. great looking suit. Drip. Drip. All right. We got to start doing our closing stuff here. Because I need to go eat dinner. Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, okay. Well. So, um, yeah, so we'll get out of here. Everyone promote your stuff, and then we'll get out of here. Let's be ready for the – Start down there with Goose. Uh, uh, go ahead and, you know, say who you are, if you want us to follow anything and, and whatnot. Yeah, what's up, guys? I'm Goose. Um, it's really all I have to say about myself. Follow me on Twitter, at Poutine Goose. <laughs> and uh, that's really the only social media I really currently have active right now, so – yeah, that's it. Fair. We have another waterfowl aboard. Sweet. Let's go on to Bruins uh, Wyan. Yeah, Goose eats poutine. But um, anyways, follow me on Twitter at Bruins Wyan. That's pretty much the only social media I use to honestly, besides Discord. But like, you know, doesn't count. Mickey Discord, Mouse. yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, Mickey <laughs> Mouse. Um. Um. And yeah, I mean. I kind of want to just back up what I was saying earlier about the coaching being a problem in Columbus with the fact that Torch is doing stuff with Philadelphia right now. That should prove that with the Blue Jackets underperforming, it could be a coaching issue. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Shots Damn. fired, but, you know, it's, it's a reasonable shot. <laughs> He's not uh, He's William. Oh, I'm sorry, Hartsey. Have you said anything yet? 
Parody Ghoul 79 on uh, all social media platforms. Literally every single one that exists, I'm probably on there. Uh, and uh, FHL Hockey is on tonight. Claim your team or I will find out where you live. Yeah, tell me my address right now. In Minecraft. <laughs> no, real life. Yeah, yeah, find my tell no, me tell me my exact Minecraft. address. Tell me my exact address on stream right now. This is all in Minecraft, don't worry. Uh one, two, three, Sesame Street. Oh shit. Hearts here, fires. Hearts here, fires. Uh I William. <laughs> William, what do you got to uh, say? Follow me on Twitter and TikTok, that one CBJ fan. Follow at Brew Jackets Pod on TikTok too. Let's and go. Better claim an FHL team, or I'm going to show up to your house. Yeah, do it, no balls. Oh, yeah. show, show up to show up to. Group I'm street. gonna grief you on Minecraft. No, yeah. dude, not my no, dude, not, not my, my not, twisted Minecraft server. Dude, not my Minecraft hockey rinks. No, I have my, not not my tower camp, pimps. Minecraft. <laughs> All right, Next. on you, Owen. What you got? Uh, follow me, Bjork Swag, on majority of social media platforms. Uh, I got Frank's Red Hot, Frank's Red Hot Sauce. Get you a bottle of Frank's Red Hot Sauce. That's about it. Yeah. I'm an I FHL team. Our Frank's Red Sauce. One of the best hot sauces out there. And balance of the heat and the flavor. It's got a good flavor. Too. Uncle Roger. All right, Kev. Anything that we missed? Anything you want to talk about for like in the next minute? <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> no, I. Well, uh, Gavin Brindley is uh, uh, top five in uh, scoring in college hockey. He's got uh, there's like ten goals and something like oh, eighteen shit. point, eighteen points, something like that. So he's doing pretty good. So great to see. Keep cooking, Gavin Brindley. Hope to see you. Th- you know, keep cooking and. Your time will come with the Blue Jackets, and when you're ready, come cook with the Blue Jackets and dominate with Adam Fantilli and everyone else, um, just like you did with Adam Fantilli in Michigan. So um, always good to have everyone on the show. Thanks for coming, including uh, the man of truth, Hartsey, and uh, yeah. Goose, and uh, my guy Goose, who uh, looks like who should be in a metal band. But instead, I just run track. Um, anyway, so here's a, as, as always, as is tradition, here is a picture of my brother's dog, Cooper. Cooper, Cooper. Yeah. 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 Cooper. Yeah. Cooper. 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 There it is. (gasps) Yeah, baby. All right. So, yeah. All right. So there's Cooper. Yeah, so there you go. There's Cooper, yeah. my, my brother's dog. There's Cooper, my brother's dog. Um, just again, Zach Wierenski. Drip. If, if if you ever if you're ever watching this, which I highly doubt, but if you ever watch this, just for the laughter and the memes, I just need you to wear it. I just I just need it. You wore Someone it during the yeah the 2016-2017 season, you wore that and the Blue Jackets won a lot of games. So, you know, just do it. Wear the suit. I need it for the memes and uh, the laughter. And, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like, share, subscribe. Just, you know. Yeah. 
be be like our our good friend Goose, who looks like he should be in a metal band, a smart man, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like, share, subscribe. Do that. And Do uh, yes, yes, and oh. uh, go check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jacket scene group that I run. It's fun, and we do marches and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. Let's go. I'm stoked. So uh, I'm pretty excited for the return of Blankenberg. I just got to say it again. Sorry, was there anything else? I'm not interrupting you, am I? Was that it? No, 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 no. Okay. If cool. uh, uh, anything to say real quick before we go. Uh, so hurry up. We've got <laughs> You got like um, a minute. Shout out to um, the Robinsons uh, Renegades. I'm praying for you. I just saw a post where they said, thanks, everyone, for the wellness checks. Yeah, that was kind of uh, unfortunate for them. Well, But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, my name is Lankenberg. Good to see Colin, the great the man with the great mustache, join us short for a short time on the show. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this has been an episode of the Brew Jackets. Uh, we're here, same time, same place, next week, 6 p.m. on Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, don't forget to do all the follows dudes. and likes and everything else. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.